welcome to Kids Breathe Better, a podcast series designed to give parents and caregivers helpful tips and strategies to maintain their child's asthma symptoms. Please welcome our host, Jody Stabinski, a pediatric nurse practitioner. She has over 35 years of experience working with kids with asthma and other pulmonary concerns at Outpatient Clinic at Penn State Hershey Children's Hospital. She also is a pediatrics instructor for the Family Nurse Practitioner Program and educates professional groups on a national level. Today, Jody will discuss practical tips and strategies to care for your child with asthma. This podcast episode is designed for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Thanks for joining us today. Now, we'll turn it over to Jody. Hello, everyone. We are going to be discussing today at this podcast practical tips and strategies for pediatric asthma. These tips and strategies help you as the parent or caretaker help empower you to be a very important part of your child's asthma team. Not only will you have a better understanding of how to intervene early during exacerbations, but overall help your child have an active life and again, use these medications early to hopefully decrease the amount of time you spend in an urgent care or emergency rooms. So these strategies are for you to individualize for your child, make it work easier for you, have a better understanding of what you can do and be empowered as the part of this team. So we're going to talk again about managing asthma. There's actually some major areas that we'll discuss today. And it's identifying and minimizing contact with asthma triggers, understanding and know how to administer the medications, monitor the asthma to recognize signs when you know that your child is starting to have possible issues and maybe an exacerbation, you can intervene early. And know what to do when asthma gets worse. The first thing that's extremely helpful and also helpful if you have a school-aged child is to have an asthma action plan. You create this with your provider. It goes over steps, almost looks like a traffic light with green light, which you do daily, yellow light when certain symptoms start to arise, and then the red light when you're in the danger zone. These are very helpful and again, printed up. You can get copies if you'd like and you can keep them in a bag with the medications so that when your child does go to different places, that can go with them. And the adult that's providing care to your child can easily see these steps. It's also helpful to include numbers of yourself, your provider for your child's asthma. And sometimes if you're going to different areas, just an idea and a phone number of the nearest medical facility if you should need it. It's better to be prepared and never use these things. So the asthma action plan is very helpful. Now, the next step is to learn the signs of a flare-up. This is individual and it can vary greatly from child to child, but you've seen your child progress to an exacerbation. So early signs and also help your child if they are of age 
an understanding to report, hey, I'm starting to have some trouble, or you see your child's starting to have a runny nose, congestion. Sometimes that's the earliest sign. Wheezing can be a late sign, but you'll see changes in your child, even as easy as a cough that starts when they're laying down. Those types of things you want to hone in on it and then start your plan early. Every child's different when they um, start to have a flare-up, but you, as the expert in your child's care, will see these things. And again, pay attention to how they're feeling and behaving. Sometimes it's as simple as knowing you're going to get into a situation and you may need to pre-treat them and avoid any symptoms. Speaking of getting into situations, identify and avoid triggers. These triggers are all a variety and are very, again, individualized to your child. It can be stress. It can be exercise. And this does not mean that they avoid exercise, but you sometimes can intervene again, prepare, pre-treat possibly if you know they're going to be running around, having a game day, that type of thing. Air pollution, cigarette smoke, things that we can't control. Your child may be triggered with these things. Also cold and dry air. The weather can trigger your child. Certain fragrances or odors. If some children sometimes are triggered by the chlorine smell in an indoor pool. Just be, again, aware of what you're seeing in these situations and if needed, write them down so that you can bring them back to your provider. Then you're that active parent or caretaker in your child's asthma team to help the provider get a better idea on how to control your child's asthma. Again, allergens are a big part of some children's asthma flares. They can be mold, they can be pollen, they can be animal dander and dust mites. This is not to say that your child can't go over to a friend's house, but have, again, the parent of the friend understand the exposure and what to look for in case there's some concerns with your child's asthma. These things are extremely important and can change throughout your child's asthma. So again, keep up to date, up to date your plan. The next one is, you know, take the medications that are prescribed for your child. Make sure that they're doing them, at, you know, on a daily basis and understand what these medications do. It's extremely important to know which one is given when and what it does, how to give it properly with a spacer or a chamber. Again, if you have questions, I encourage you to talk to your provider or your asthma educator. The best tool is your knowledge and education of these things for your child's asthma. You, again, want to understand what quick relief medications do as opposed, again, to the controllers and when to give them. This is very helpful especially again when you're in the middle of a child having a breathing issue you want to be able to think clearly and again intervene as soon as you see some issues starting to arise we talked a little bit more about keeping track of symptoms again you're you're noticing 
certain places your child may be having a more of a reaction when they get home or you're seeing you know stressful situations you want to maybe share those with the provider so they have a much better understanding one of the other things that that i say to at least the children i care for and the parents is to try to decrease the amount of exposure to illnesses and germs. This is not to say that you're going to put them in a plastic bubble or, again, um, start wiping down all the surfaces that they're going to touch. But you want to be prepared, especially out in public. There's a lot of touch points, especially if you're at an an all-day amusement park and then you sit down to have finger foods, you know, you're putting um, your hands on your food. You want to just get in the habit of hand washing or using that antimicrobial so that you cut down the exposure of illnesses for your child. This may be also wearing masks when you think you're going to be in an environment that may have a higher incidence of illness in a more populated area. Also, one of the key factors is children's vaccines. This helps decrease the amount of childhood illnesses that your child will develop. Flu vaccines, COVID vaccines. I'm not advocating that you have to do this, but think about them and help decrease the amount of issues that may arise when your child does get ill or does pick up that virus or does pick up the flu. Again, this does help greatly in overall control of some of those symptoms and the course of that particular illness, whether it be flu or viruses. We can't avoid viruses, and especially we're seeing now that used to be more so in the winter, there is not a season now for any of these viruses. It seems to be going through summer, and that's when we'd like to travel. Sure, we're outside, but again, having that bag or kit with your medications, the asthma action plan, antimicrobial soap, phone numbers is extremely helpful to you when you have to be faced with having to intervene for your child's asthma flare. I hope that some of this information is helpful to you. Again, It's identifying and minimizing contact with asthma triggers, understanding the medications that your child is on and when to utilize them and when to take them. Also be wary of prescription refills. Make sure you have, um, especially if you're going to be going away, you have your medications and they will last the duration of your travel. And we'll talk about that in more detail at one of our future podcasts on traveling with your child with asthma. And again, back to that plan in the beginning, you are anticipating what to do when the asthma gets worse. And that's where that asthma plan is greatly helped. So I hope these are things that you can take away, individualize for you and your family and your child with asthma. I thank you for the time that you have given today, and I look forward to talking with you more And uh, as we have two more podcasts to talk about your child and their asthma. Again, I thank you for your input, and I hope 
that you can take away a few of these strategies in order to better have your child controlled during an asthma flare. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Kids Breathe Better. This episode was brought to you by Allergy and Asthma Network in support of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Exhale technical package to control asthma and reduce emergency room visits. Our next episode will discuss how to keep your child safe when they travel or visit friends. If this episode was helpful to you, please subscribe and leave a review. For more information, visit our website at allergyasthmanetwork.org.